It's the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris McConey, where we cover the latest and greatest happenings across the sports world. Family-friendly and all about the sports, let's get to it. It's the December 15th episode of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. It is a Friday edition. John, how the heck are you? I'm doing well, Harper. yourself? I am doing fantastic. Uh, we're heading screaming toward Christmas, Christmas here. We're done with... Uh, various things and now we're kind of hanging out yeah. enjoying some some much needed rest and relaxation hanging out together for christmas i love it yeah it's a great time of year i love it okay so we've got a bit of a programming note for our <laughs> our audience um and that is that uh we are going to go back to just covering things widely across the professional and college sports landscape focusing primarily on football and basketball and uh, while we did enjoy our time talking about tampa sports exclusively i think we're ready to broaden the lens a little bit and get back to uh, what we were doing maybe six months ago right (laughs) yes indeed yeah it'll be good to get back into a little bit the bucks are number one again but hey number one in the south go bucks it's a ridiculous division but yeah it'll be fun to get back to the more national scale okay all right so we've got some things that we want to cover and talk about for this episode we're going to stick primarily in the uh in the nfl as we continue to to move through the uh the 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 23 24 nfl season yeah and uh and we get toward the the playoffs the picture starting to come a little bit more into view um so we had a game the other day on sunday the titans took on the dolphins and uh the titans new quarterback um how'd he do he played well uh, i think he he showed you know with tennessee's bad with quarterbacks it was you know Marcus Mariota took over yeah. and then Tannehill took over from him and then Tannehill is now being taken over. I will love us. Yeah. Uh, the rookie draft pick out of Kentucky, I think. And he played, he's not been playing great. The season's been bad for Tennessee. It was kind of like, we're trying to figure out who the quarterback's going to be trying to, you know, fix it all up and everything like that. But he took control of this offense. He's now kind of been playing the last couple of games. The first game he played was pretty decent. We kind of saw traces of him showing what he's able to do, showing his toughness and showing his ability. But I think uh, in a bigger scale, I think a lot more people were able to see it because it was in prime time against the Dolphins. Uh, he played really, really well. He showed that he can stand in the pocket and he's not afraid to take hits. He's one of those more, it's like Josh Allen, but you know, like, it's not quite the same because he's not quite as you know fast or mobile, but he's willing to take all the hits mm-hmm. uh, that that Josh Allen's, and he seems like he enjoys it and loves it, like he wants to get hit. Yeah. And so that and what it's not just outside the pocket he likes to get hit; it's inside the pocket as well. So even when he's in the pocket, he'll stand there and he'll deliver a strike. And we saw a couple of good plays. Hopkins had a really deep ball where he where Levis was just leveled, but he was able to get it out there and, and make a really good completion for you know plus 25 yards so it was different things like that that he did and some of the runs that he had where he was just going after guys and bringing the contact to them as opposed to letting it bring it to him which in the long run is not the best thing but when you're trying to create a spark for Tennessee Titan fans and where it hasn't been the best quarterback position it hasn't been the best quarterback play for a little while now it was a positive to see Hopkins play at a higher level Uh, it allowed Derrick Henry to play at a a higher level as well because he didn't have to worry about the quarterization all of it was resting on him so I think that was a really big positive. I think it's, you know, it, it what it did, I think, is it put a spotlight on Tennessee. 
uh, and and the quarterback in particular mm-hmm. because everyone's curious what Tennessee is going to look like. Are they ever going to turn the corner? Because AFC, you know, AF, the FC is becoming better. They yeah. need to get with it and keep going, and they need to figure out who their quarterback is. And they got to deal with him because he dropped yeah, in the draft, and he was able to come in and play and play like it's that. It's an awkward draft night for, <laughs> it was for weird. Will. It was weird. Yeah. But if he keeps playing like that, he can earn his spot as a starting guy on this Tennessee lineup. But I just thought that was a really good game for him. And uh, I'm excited to see what they play like, you know, uh, when they play again, uh, because that was a really good performance by him. And I think he's an exciting quarterback for that. If he plays like he did uh, on Monday, I think he could be a really good quarterback for years to come. Well, that would be good for the Titans as they try to get a new stadium, as they get that new stadium built up there in Nashville. That's going to be a pretty cool spot to go see a game. All right. So the Chiefs, uh, that was an interesting Chiefs game as well. Um, what do you think about the AFC in general, the front runners? Um, let's, you know, keep the, the Chiefs in that conversation. Um, we've got the Dolphins. We've got, you know, things going on with the Chiefs. What do you think? Yeah, I think like when Who's you look on at, top, you look at the AFC, the, you know, the names that come out right now are, you know, it's going to have to be the Chiefs, the Bills. I think the Dolphins are putting themselves in that conversation as well. But those are the teams that have been really been talked about. Those are teams that have had success the last couple of seasons. It's always been, you know, Chiefs, Bills, and one of the last rounds before the Super Bowl, and the Bills are never really able to come in and beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. That changed um, on Sunday where they were able to go in there and win by three points in those, like, playoff-type feeling games. They're not playoff games, yeah. obviously, because you have a lot of weeks left, but it felt that way. Uh, and the Chiefs just look like they're they're struggling. Like last season, Tyreek Hill left, and everyone's like, okay, it's going to cause a big issue. There's a big gap that they're trying to fill. They drafted guys to try to fill that. They brought guys in to try to fill, uh, fill that gap. And last season, it was okay. They were able to win the Super Bowl. They were able to do what they need to do, mm-hmm. play a good season regardless without him. Now they come into this season, and they're feeling the effects of a Tyreek Hill-less right. Chiefs. Yep. Um, and I think it's causing issues for the linemen. I think it's causing issues for Patrick Mahomes, who's like has like one of the worst completion percentage since he started as the uh, uh, starter for the Chiefs, starting quarterback. So things are kind of taking a t- downturn there. I think it's going to affect the coaching staff and what they're able to play and call. I think at this point with the Chiefs, uh, with their drops that they've been having, the poor offensive line where Patrick Mahomes is just not ha- being able to play at a high level, which is partly because of the drops that, that they've been having. Some interesting plays where he's not able to throw it quite as well into some of those tighter windows and things like that. Like the, the flashy plays aren't there. And I think when you look at it and you see those plays where there was those interceptions and the bad throws, it's because Patrick Mahomes had never really had to throw those passes because it was Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey were the two main guys. And they're almost always open no matter what. He gets out of the pocket. He finds one of them wide open because Tyree kills draws so much attention that you can find someone underneath, whether that's running back or Travis Kelsey or someone like that. Now Tyree kills out of that equation, and you're trying to bring in speedsters like Kadarius, Tony, Sky Moore, some of these guys to try to fill in those gaps. The problem is they're not Tyree Kill. They don't have they don't demand the same respect that Tyree Kill demands just because uh, Tyree Kill's been playing the league longer. We know what he can do and how he can injure somebody. So I think what we're starting to see is the Chiefs are starting to become, uh, are going to have to start becoming a normal football team. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is they're going to have to have Patrick Holmes throw just the regular passes. It's not going to always be fancy and incredible plays all the time. It's going to have to be him standing in the pocket 
and delivering strikes throughout the field, which I think he can do. But it's also going to have to revolve around the wide receivers not tripping and dropping all the passes that he throws their way. But they're going to have to be doing a lot more short little passes that will allow the speedsters to get loose downfield. It can't just be throw it deep all of the time. Yeah, it will happen sometimes. It's just how football works. But it's not going to be every single play. So I think that you're going to start seeing that more. And that's going to have to be a change in the coaching staff. That's going to be a change in Patrick Holmes. That's going to be a change for the identity of this Chiefs team, who's always been that razzle-dazzle team. I think that gives the Bills an opportunity to step up. We saw them when they played this Sunday. That they Josh Allen just ran through this defense, carved them up. Um, James Cook played really well. Uh, they really struggled defensively with guarding anybody in the Packers game and in the Bills game. So that's another issue if you look at the Chiefs. I think... I think, you know, Josh Allen played like Patrick Mahomes usually plays in that game, and I think that's where they were able to win because he bought, he noticed a weakness and he just kind of went after it. And the, the Chiefs were unable to do pretty much anything at all. So I think that's going to be kind of where we're going to see things is the Chiefs are going to take a little bit of a step back, which gives the opportunity for the Bills to step up. But the team that I think is really going to take that gap and take that position that the Chiefs are uh, – you know, going to leave the void that's going to come be- when the Chiefs are forced to do this a little bit more where they try to figure out things. And I don't think they're going to take fall out of the conversation the best thing in the AFC, but they're going to figure out how to become who they are now. Maybe they'll find someone in the draft that they're able to pick up and use, but that's going to take some time to figure out who that guy's going to be. I think the Dolphins might become the new Chiefs because if you look at the season that, that the Dolphins have had and you look at the season that the Chiefs have had and you look at the te- season that a lot of these teams that lead not just in the AFC, but the AFC and the NFC, you would say that the the Dolphins are probably the most exciting team out there right now. Mm-hmm. The speed that they have, the quarterback play that they have, Tua, after those concussions, stuff like that came back this season, has been playing really well, is proving that he could be a really good quarterback. It's just, it's basically backyard football with them. They're doing tons of stuff that you don't usually expect, things that you expect for the Chiefs and that they're now doing. They're taking a player of their playbook. And it's because they got Tyree killed there. And I think if you look at the Monday night football game, you could see how much Tyree kill means to that team or any team that he plays for. Because when he was in the game, it was harder for the Dolphins to move the ball when he was, uh, or sorry, when he was in the game, it was easier. When he was out of the game for a little while, it was a little bit harder for them. Uh, and the guys are a little bit more blanketed and things like that. So a little bit harder for him, but he's on the, in the, on that field, it becomes a foot race. It becomes, can we guard Tyree kill? Can we guard Waddle? Can we guard, uh, Barrios, can we guard Wilson? Like these guys that they have. And then, you know, you got all the running backs that they have, which also can, you know, you play really good football as well. And then the defense that they've created, the guys that they have gotten, I mean, Jalen Ramsey coming from the Rams, getting that pickup is huge. So I think they've created a good off- offense and defense for themselves. Yeah. Monday, Monday night was hard against the the Titans and they were unable to get that victory. But I think that was in large part by what Will, Will Levis was able to do and Tyree Hill getting injured, which kind of handicapped the defense or the offense a little bit. But I think, I think, you know, right now, I think if you looked at it, the, the big main three Titans that are the AFC, uh, I think, you know, we're starting to see, I mean, even the Bengals are one of those teams that we look at in the AFC and think, you know, they could play well, but they're taking a little bit of a slide with Joe Burrow being injured and trying to figure that all out. Uh, but I think right now, you, I think the, the Dolphins are not far away uh, from a Super Bowl. They're not far away from winning a Super Bowl. I could see it happening in the next couple of seasons. I think this season's going to be, the finding out season, I think it's in the in a lot of ways not just for the Dolphins but for 
the Chiefs. Uh, we're gonna see what the Bills are made out of. We're gonna see you know Jacksonville, who Jacksonville almost upset the Chiefs last yep. time in the playoffs. Yep. Fell a little bit short. So we're gonna start to see how this AFC is gonna look and things like that. But I do think that um, overall, I think this Dolphin team is very, very good, and I, I think they're gonna start taking over the Chiefs' position as the most razzle dazzle team. And I think if they continue playing this well and they keep Tyree Kill for as long as they can keep him, I think the Super Bowl is in their future. All right. The Philadelphia Eagles are faltering a little bit. I think I read something today about um, about uh, AJ. Is it AJ Green? Is that AJ one of Brown? Their, AJ Brown, one of their receivers. You know, getting getting a little upset about the uh, Jalen Brown fumble, the drops, and uh, they they saw oh, something in okay. yeah. practice where they're like having him practice fall. Uh, so that he can fall and not lose okay. it and not lose the football. So, all right. So, what's going on with the Eagles and and how are they looking as as we head toward the stretch here and get into the into the playoffs? Yeah, it's fascinating that you mentioned that because that's my was the point I was going to make. Yeah, the turnovers in the Dallas Cowboy game was embarrassing. Jalen yeah. Hurts turning over the football and design runs. Yeah, I mean, guys not being able to hold onto the football like whatsoever. Uh, AJ Brown not being really a big part of this offense due to turnovers and things like that. This Eagles team is good. We all know that they have an ability to play really well. I know everyone in the media is going to turn on them after you know a losing streak. But if you look at who they lost to, they lost to two of the best teams in the NFC, two of the best defensive teams in the NFC, the 49ers and the, and the, and the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys have a stellar defense. We all know that. Their pass rush is insane. They've got really good players, and they're able to contain Jalen Hurts. I think with Jalen Hurts, you can't collapse the pocket uh, in the same way you would with other quarterbacks. You can't allow, you know, um, escape valves for Jalen Hurts. You gotta, you gotta collapse the pocket in, in like little areas to force him to have nowhere else to go. Uh, get in front of him, stay in front of him. Don't keep jumping his little pump fakes. Like stay on the ground, stay in front of him, put your hands up. And if you do that as, a, as linebackers or defensive ends and stuff like that, you're gonna be able to cause him to be, you know, off platform. But I think you know if you look what the 49ers were able to do to them, they just in the offense they started out a little bit slow, but then they're like, okay, beat us. We're gonna beat you with our speed. We're going to put Debo Samuel. We're going to put Kittle. We're going to put Christian McCaffrey. And you're going to mm-hmm. throw these guys at you. And if you can stop them, great. But if you can't, we're going to run all over you. And that's what they're able to do. And then you look at the Cowboys game, and they did similar things. CeeDee Lamb had a really good game for himself. Tony Pollard was able to run the football really well. They were And turnovers. Turnovers were awful in that game. I think it's just one of those situations where their wide receiver core is a little bit thinner than what most are. Like They don't have a ton of – you know big frame guys out there that are able to box you out uh, and be able to get up and make the, make the catch other than AJ Brown. But when you kind of are able to handicap AJ Brown and force him to have turnover issues and guys like that are struggling. I mean, I saw their, their main Twitter page on or their main Twitter or X, I guess mm-hmm. page um, mentioned they're back to the fundamentals and they showed Swift running the ball, catch the ball and running, make sure it's like all secure yeah. and everything like that. Yeah. So they're worried about their, their, their turnovers. Yeah, they are. Um, now they're playing Seattle, and Seattle's had some bad games defensively and offensively. DK Metcalf's a little bit freaked out right now, uh, but I think you know it's you've got to clean up the turnovers. You're gonna have to figure out a way to create Jalen Hurts into a pocket passer. I mean, if you listen to the if you listen to the podcast during like the time you know we talk about Jalen Hurts is struggling with passing the football, mm-hmm. it was all like kind of like flown out. He's gotten better at that, but I think he wants to run a little too early. He wants to get out of the pocket. He wants to create his legs. I think that's just something that he's good at. He's got that ability, but he's going to have to learn to sit back there and, and, and just kind of play the quarterback position more passing than running so that teams can't just collapse the pocket and he just falls over, right? You don't want him to start running immediately. And I think, you know, it's one of those things where volume, 
can equal turnovers. Mm-hmm. If you do something too many times, that can equal turnovers. And when you do a lot of design runs and you try to force that issue, eventually someone's going to get behind you and punch the ball out. Or someone, a lot of guys are going to come on top of you and you can make a bad decision and throw the football into one of their hands or a fumble can happen or something like that. And we saw that in the Dallas Cowboy game. Um, so I think when they play a good defensive team, I think they start to struggle. I think they start to falter a little bit. Um, and we saw in the last couple of weeks um, with some of the best defensive teams in the NFL, they really forced the issue with Jalen. They're like, okay, we're going to come after you, and we're going to force you to make a play. And if you can't, our offense is going to come and make a play, and then we're going to force you to do it again. We're going to keep putting in this bad situation. And both of those games weren't close. They were both where the offenses uh, for the opposing team, if you're the Eagles, they were unable to do anything. And then when Jalen Hurts did have it in his hands, I guess turnovers were the biggest issue in the Cowboys game. But I think the biggest issue – in the 49ers game was just an inability to prolong plays. Um, and when he could, you know, that's that worked really well for him, but they weren't able to do it every single time. Uh, and that's, you know, it can start to create a little bit of an issue for him. So I think this Eagles team, what they really got to do is, I think you just got to sit back there and make the correct play with the football over and over and over again. Just keep doing that, methodically move the ball down the field, do a little bit of runs, do some probably shove stuff to get the, you know, goal line uh, points and things like that. Uh, But, you know, it's going to be hard for them if they're going to continue to be the team that's okay. Run first. When things break down, get out, run first. Right. And I think Jalen Hurts just takes such a beating every single game where he gets hit so frequently. It's going to be hard for him to be able to keep getting that contact with his body healing and everything like that. It's going to be the whole end of the football. So he needs his wide receivers to be able to play at that level. And I think also like, you know, they can't do it right now because the trade deadline's over and, you know, the draft's not here. But they need to have drafted some bigger body mm-hmm. wide receivers yep. to mix with these faster ones that they have because these 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 thinner guys are going to have a harder time, you know, absorbing the contact, making the play, getting those hard passes and things like that. So I think it's not, it's not like it's going to be like a forever slide. I think both Kansas City and the Eagles are going to have bounce back weeks just because their matchups are favorable. The Chiefs are playing the Patriots, which I think is a win for them. And I think the Eagles are playing Seattle, which Seattle can't come after them. They got mm-hmm. a decent pass rush. They're not the best uh, defense, obviously, in the National Football League. But it would be a good test to see when they play a little bit of a worse defense, can they start to go, you know, fly. You know, fly, Eagles, fly. Fly, Eagles, <laughs> fly. Go Indy. All right. So we had an interesting football game on Thursday night. <laughs> the uh, the Raiders scored 63 points against the Chargers 21. That was pretty incredible. Oh, so bad. Anybody who had the Raiders defense on their fantasy team did 30 points. Did pretty well. Pretty well. Uh, anything you want to say about that before we talk a little bit about this weekend's upcoming slate of games? Yeah, the biggest thing you can say about that is their uh, head coach and GM both got fired. Yeah, uh, uh, on the Charger side, yes, I saw that. I think cleaning house. Bill Belichick's the fair to land that job. Is that right? Is um, that the guy? I think if you look at it. It, you got 63 points hung on you and most of that was like very early in the game they didn't wait long to do that um and it's i think there was even the backup quarterback if you're the well it was a backup quarterback for the charger but it also for the raiders um but i think it's yeah you got to clean house a little bit but it's also gonna have to be figure out your team because you know i think he now was still in this game they've got good players they just can't seem to click it all together. I think it's going to throw a lot of questions um, with Justin Herbert. You know, what type of quarterback is he? Is he a franchise quarterback? Is he going to be a guy that can continue? So I think that's going to be a major question mark for him. I think it's going to be a question mark about these these wide receivers that they have, Keenan Allen, uh, Mike Williams. 
these guys that they have draft guys they've drafted you know Eckler I think these guys that they have the guys that they're hesitant to pay uh, guys that are still have a huge market value I think a lot of those guys could be on the move with the season that they've been having because the Chargers I mean to me even at the beginning of the season they were just the team that's like okay they're gonna be there possibly in the playoffs when you look at the beginning of the season okay they're probably gonna be there but they're not gonna play well now they're in a situation they're five and nine you know they get I think zero points last no, 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 that was the Raiders. They they lose to the Denver Broncos pretty badly again, and then not as bad as this one. So they keep losing. They keep struggling. Now they're in the uh, head coach search. They're in the GM search. So they're cleaning house, and when you clean house, it usually means the new coach and GM is also going to clean house. So I think this, uh, this Chargers team is on an interesting path where it's going to be a very interesting couple of uh, next couple of months and everything like that, but that's off to the Rays. I mean, scoring 63 points and only surrendering 21. That's that's quite a performance for yourself. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that was uh, – I feel like Thursday Night Football is always not great. It's like, it, actually, this year they did a better job uh, because they kind, great, of, they kind of um, – they, they beefed up the sort of the profile of the Thursday Night Football experience a little bit, I feel like, this year. Um, I feel like they were trying to get better games – uh, to happen, I think this year has just been really tough to figure out what are the good <laughs> matchups to, to, to plan. Um, and then, so this this week a little different. I don't think we had any Saturday games last week, did we? This is the first no, no, week of Saturday week games, um, and we've got a slate of games where we have um, a whole bunch of seven and six. I know. So I was looking. I'm like, what's going pretty on? Pretty crazy. Um, Vikings taking on the Bengals, both seven and six. Steelers against Colts, both seven and six. And Broncos, Lions. Broncos sitting at seven and six, while the Lions are at nine and four. Although the Lions are uh, sliding a little bit. Um, Took a you know rough loss to the Bears last week, but I still think that's the best game of the week by far. Broncos, best game of the week, or not week, but best game of Saturday. Yeah, uh, by far, I think the Steelers are an imposter at seven and six. Yeah, best team with the seven and six, or worst team with the seven and six record. I think the Bengals are just trying to figure it out. You know, just patch the chip up until uh, Joe Burrow comes back and is able to take the helm again. The Vikings are, you know, Justin Jefferson came back, got injured, should be playing again. Uh, they're trying to figure out their quarterback position, so they're kind of trying to figure that all out. Got three points uh, the entire <laughs> on Sunday. That was a rough game to watch. Nothing was really working out for them, so they're going to have to try to figure it out. The Colts, I think, are an interesting option to for an exciting game a little bit, I think. They've got some good players. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's obviously injured, but anytime you get Minshew out there and he's playing, he's got a you got a swagger to him. So that's kind of interesting. But the Denver Bronc- Broncos against the Lions, I think this is a big game for both Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. And I think if they're able to go in there and they're able to beat the Lions uh, in prime time and play well, because the last couple of weeks have been really good. They beat the Chargers, which I know now is going to be completely discounted because like they got. 63 points hung on them, which is kind of disappointing. Uh, but they also beat, uh, almost beat the Houston Texans, um, were not able to do it at the very last second. Uh, so they've been on a couple of good wins. Uh, they were to clean things up. The last, if you look even further than that, uh, they've won a lot of their, I think they've won like five of the last six games or something like that. Uh, so they've been playing really, really well, you know, starting to clean things up. So we got to a winning record. And I think this is going to be a good game to see, you know, who they are, see if they're able to beat a good team in the Lions who are nine and four. So I think that's going to be a really interesting game. And then I'm looking through, you know, the rest of this to see sure, what else. Uh, Texans are playing the Titans, and I'm excited to see who the Titans, how the Titans look. It's going to be interesting though because uh, C.J. Stroud is injured right now um, after their interesting game against the Jets. That was uh, interesting. I'm excited about the the Cowboys Bills game. 
that just seems like it'll be fun to watch. I think the Cowboys coming off that win against the Eagles are feeling really well about themselves. One of the best teams in the NFC. So I think that's going to be fun against the Bills, who I think are going to try to make their statement in the AFC. So I'm excited to see what that, that turns out to be. And then the other game, let me quickly look through here. <laughs> the the Falcons versus the Panthers. Wow, mm, that's that's, such a, that's a game division, that nobody dude. should watch. Yeah, no. Uh, but the other game I, I like is the the Sunday night football game, the Ravens Jaguars. That should be fun. I think you know the Ravens came off a thrilling one against the Rams, got a walk off kick return uh, to be able to beat them. Lamar Jackson had a huge game. I'm banking on Lamar Jackson have a huge game again for this playoff run. Uh, but the Jaguars, you know, are going to come look to come back a little bit, bounce back, try to get back in the wind calm. I think they lost last week. But I think this Jaguars team is going to be uh, a good AFC team in the near future as well. So I think this is going to be a good challenge for them to play a Baltimore Ravens team that historically the last couple of seasons has been playing really well. So I think that's going to be a really fun one as well. Uh, and I don't know. Do you have anything else? Or? Nope. That's that's about it. I think um, I think it's uh, always fun when Saturdays get filled with football yeah, from the NFL as well. Uh, it'll be a fun a fun weekend. As we uh, as we again get ready for Christmas, so. and also the the college football playoffs. Oh, that's that right. comes in New Year. That comes after the year, yeah. And on the first, so yeah, yeah. You know, so we'll we'll talk ways from there, but we'll, we'll talk, talk a little soon. talk a little college playoffs here as we get as we get on. Anything you want to cover NBA wise? Uh, Celtics taking on the Magic tonight. tonight. Yep, Celtics are playing at a high level. The T Wolves are playing at a high level. They're the top spots in their respective conferences and things like that, but. We'll keep talking about that as things kind of tick along a little bit, but, you know, go Boston. All right, there we go. Listeners, we appreciate you. We also appreciate you as we kind of change formats back and forth a little bit. I think we'll probably stay here yeah. now for the remainder of, uh, of our time. But we thank you. We appreciate you, uh, appreciate you listening. Uh, have a great Christmas and New Year if we don't get an episode out between here and the end of the year. Otherwise, we will catch you later. God bless. See you. See you.